always serving a fresh cup of daily inspiration, Deanna Hobbs. Today's inspiration is to inspire you to fear not because God has a plan. Welcome to your daily cup of inspiration podcast. My name is Deanna Hobbs. I'm founder of Empowering Everyday Women Ministries, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that distributes free resources all around the world to help you grow in your faith and inspire you to walk in your divine destiny. I'm coming to you live from Empowering Everyday Women Ministry Studios in Buffalo, New York. It is a lovely day here in the Queen City, made that much lovelier because you've joined me. I believe there's something awesome God is going to say to us before we get into today's cup of inspiration. Just want to remind you that the podcast you hear, they are available for you. Go ahead and stream them, download them free on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, DeannaHobbs.com. Some of you are subscribing to YouTube under my Deanna Hobbs channel, where when you turn on your notifications, you are notified as soon as a podcast is uploaded, so it's really convenient for you. However you access the podcast, I'm just blessed to be a blessing. And let's pray really quickly so we can delve into what God has for us today. God, thank you for the individual listening right now. I don't know what they're going through or what they're facing, but one thing I do know is that you sent them here. Speak to them clearly so that they will know that you are with them and that you have a mighty plan for their life. We thank you right now for this opportunity in Jesus name. Amen. Earlier today, I was reflecting on when I was a much younger girl and how shy I was. I was like a turtle trying to hide under its shell. I always wanted to retreat to a safe place, but I was a bully magnet in my earlier school years, even through high school, but to a lesser degree. People would single me out in certain circles. I wasn't one of the cool kids and they'd like to taunt and threaten me. With that death stare, they would mouth to me, me and you after school. Oh man, I did not like it when that happened. I would get this sinking feeling in my gut. I was something like in the second or third grade. I'm not sure which, but this was the first time I was challenged to a brawl. I will never forget. That was the longest, most miserable bus ride ever because I knew that when the driver reached my stop, it was going to be time for that dreaded showdown. I wanted no parts of this fight because the girl was older than me and she was just determined though that she was going to beat me up. She didn't like my sister, my older sister, so she picked on me. I was wondering, can't we just talk this out? Is violence really necessary? I wished I could have disappeared. Anything not to have to fight. So all the older kids in my neighborhood were egging me on and they just were intent on seeing some action that day on the east side of Buffalo. And it all went down on Leroy Avenue. I lived around the corner back then. You better hit her, Deanna. Everybody was screaming and I felt pressured and I wanted to run. But even my older sister, her name is Chevette, she wasn't going to let me weasel out of that fight. There was no way out of the altercation and I just randomly started swinging. I remember that. It was what we called the swimming method where you tuck your head down, you let your fists fly and allow them to land wherever they may. It was an uncoordinated mess. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing, but I just swung for dear life. When I snapped back to reality, my unofficial ringside scorers told me, Deanna, you won that fight. I was all disoriented and I was thinking, what? I won? A guy who lived in our neighborhood laughed and said, that's the first time I have ever seen anybody win a fight swinging backwards. And that became the running joke in our social circle. And I was embarrassed. I wasn't proud about it. I already didn't want to fight. I was scared out of my mind and embarrassed. So 
It got worse, though, because the girl was angry about losing. She wanted to fight me some more that day. You know, she was trying to reclaim her title from the new unlikely champ. And so she came at me again. But before I could restart this little attack and fight backwards again, my big sister Chevette intervened. And ooh, it wasn't pretty. Chevette liked to fight. Thank God for her deliverance. She's not beating people up anymore. But back then, she beat that poor child senseless. And I remember turning around and I saw the girl laying face down in the snow. And she was bleeding. And we got in such terrible trouble when this wounded child and her daddy showed up on the porch. Oh, my goodness. Daddy, the good reverend, was not too pleased to learn that his sanctified daughters had been in the streets scrapping like wild animals. And obviously, I'm not condoning physical violence, but I do want to make this point, especially using the example of my first fight. Had I known my sister, who was much bigger and stronger, was going to step in and fight for me, I would have been less nervous about being targeted. Had I been confident that she wouldn't let me be defeated without intervening, I would have experienced a whole lot less nervousness before battling it out. She had my back the whole time. And you know what? That same principle can be applied to our spiritual walk. Sometimes we walk around fearful of the enemy, right? Intimidated by adversity. But you know what? We don't have to be afraid because the good thing about it is we're not alone. And God already knows he's going to intervene. We don't have to fear. God has a plan. He's backing us up all the way. He never abandons you or me. But if you and I don't have enough faith to believe that he's fighting for us, that he's working on our behalf, that he has a plan, we're going to be fearful and filled with anxiousness and terror, kind of like Abram was in Genesis 12, verses 10 through 20. We know that Abram, who's known as the father of faith, and his wife, Sarai, this is before their names were changed to Abraham and Sarah, they went to Egypt to escape famine and he was gripped with fear that the Egyptians were going to harm him in order to steal his wife because Sarai was very beautiful, the Bible says. So to avoid this undesirable fate, Abram came up with his own plan that was rooted in fear. And he told his wife, he said, say you are my sister so that I'll be treated well for your sake and my life will be spared because of you. And Abram assumed he needed to come up with a plan. He needed to fight for himself because he didn't realize God already had a plan and that God was already fighting for him and that the Lord had his back all along, just as the Lord has yours. But God is so merciful, even when we don't trust him the way we should. So in order to help Abram out, God sent a plague of serious diseases among the Egyptians. And he informed the Pharaoh that the woman he had taken possession of was indeed Abram's wife. If you do not let her go, there are going to be some problems. There are going to be some consequences and repercussions. And the Bible says, and I'm paraphrasing, obviously, those folks couldn't get rid of Abram and Sarai fast enough. The king asked Abram, why didn't you just tell me the truth? You could have gotten me killed. He was walking in fear and not faith. That's why Abram did that. What we see happening here in Genesis 12 happens before God establishes the covenant of circumcision with Abram. And so we can learn from that. Is sometimes we don't see the fullness of what God has in store for us. Oh, but he has a plan. And he was going to change his name from Abram, exalted father, to Abraham, the father of many nations. And when God appeared to Abram, when he was establishing the covenant, he called himself Almighty God, or in Hebrew is El Shaddai. 
And this hints toward God being all powerful in his ability to keep his promises, because typically Yahweh is the name that's used. But when God appeared to Abram to establish his covenant, he said, I am El Shaddai. He is able to keep his promises. He's able to protect you. He's able to care for you. That's where we've got to keep our eyes focused on the sovereignty of God. He is invincible. He's all powerful. He's all knowing. And even when we don't know the totality or the whole of his plan, we have to believe that God has one. You can be confident that he who has begun a good work in you, he's going to perform it until it is completed. Amen. Stop fretting today. I know things might look difficult and you can't see the full picture. Keep your eye on the one who is in control, the one who has a plan. The doctor's report might be bad, but don't be afraid. The bills might be stacked up and you don't have enough money to pay them, but don't be afraid. That relationship looks like it's turning sour and it's beyond repair, but don't be afraid. At work, it looks like they might be about to lay you off. Today, God wants you to cast fear out of your life by reminding yourself who's in control and that he has all power in his hand. And I want to remind you not to worry or be afraid by stirring up Deuteronomy 31.8 into your cup of inspiration. And it says the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. So many things may be happening around you, but God is for you. And he wants you to know that there's no need to fear the environment when the one who controls the environment is in you and he's for you. Whether it's the environment with the weather, whether it's the environment at work, at church, at home, whether it's the atmosphere over your situation and it just feels like things are not going to work in your favor. God sent me your way today to tell you, don't be fearful. God's going to bring you out. He has a good plan. The very next time worry tries to creep in, remember Isaiah 43, 2, that says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Now let's pray. God, I pray for this, my sister, this, my brother. Thank you for reminding Reminding them that they have no reason to fear or worry or stress. I praise you in advance for the awesome destiny that you have for them. And there's a breakthrough coming their way. There's a deliverance coming their way. And the enemy wants them to doubt your word. But we declare, we decree by faith that it is already done. It is already worked out and fixed. In Jesus' name, we glorify you now. Amen. Your Daily Cup of Inspiration podcast has been brought to you by Empowering Everyday Women Ministries, where we help fuel your faith every day. Day. For more information, log on to www.deannahobbs.com.